5. Judges chapter 5. Actually, Judges chapter 4. Ah. Judges chapter 4 is short exhortation for our mothers that all of us can really be blessed by. Judges chapter 4 in verse 4. Now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidus, was judging Israel at that time. And she would sit under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the mountains of Ephraim. And the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. Many times when we perform, no, when, no, no, many times when we do teachings on family and, and so forth and so on, people have asked me the question regarding the role of women in the family. And in particular, because usually those teachings have a tendency of showing that the man is not only the head in the family relationship, but that the woman is almost just there as a subordinate. Now, that is not necessarily the way God set it up, but we will not get into all of that today. The point I'm making here is from this introduction in Judges chapter 4, in verse 4, we are seeing the scriptures introduced to us a lady by the name of Deborah, whose name means a bee, B-E-E, as in honey bee. Okay? And in introducing her to us, in verse 4, number 1, we are told she is a prophetess. This is a role that she occupied apart from and independent from her husband. So, women, you need to understand something here this morning. Yes, you are married, and hopefully your marriage should bring some kind of enhancement to your husbands. But you need to also understand that God has a plan for you, independent and apart from whoever, whatever your husband does. God did not need Deborah's husband's permission to make her a prophetess. That was a gift given to her by God, independent and apart from who her husband was. So number one, we see she's a prophetess. Number two, we're introduced that she's the wife of Lapidus. And by the way, that was the only mention of the name of the husband through the entire scriptures. First, we are told she's a prophetess. Number two, God wants us to know she was also a wife. And then number three, she judged Israel for a season. She was a prophetess, she was a wife, and then was a judge. And again, in her judgeship, this was a role that she qualified for, not because of anything her husband did, but in fact because of who she was. So what I'm saying to you, ladies and mothers this morning is, or this afternoon rather, is God has a lot in store for you. And you should have an expectation of the realization of the things that God has in store for you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, something unique about this woman, Deborah, whom I told you her name means a bee. She judged Israel at a very 
peculiar time. And to show us that peculiarity, let's go to Judges chapter 5. So you can have an idea of what was happening as she became a judge over Israel. Verse 1, the Bible says in Judges chapter 5, verse 1, Then Deborah and Barak, this is not Barack Obama by the way, Then Deborah and Barak, the son of Abinom, sang on that day, saying, this is their victory song, When leaders lead in Israel, when the people willing to offer themselves, bless the Lord. Hear, O kings, give ear, O princes. I, even I, will sing to the Lord. I would sing praise to the Lord God of Israel. Lord, when you went out from Seir, when you marched from the field of Edom, the earth trembled and the heavens poured, the clouds also poured water, the mountains gushed from before the Lord, this Sinai before the Lord God of Israel. In the days of Shamgar, son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were deserted. Now, we are beginning to see the conditions at the time that Deborah judged in, from verse 6. Okay? In the days of Jael, the highways were deserted, and the travelers walked along the byways. Village life ceased. It ceased in Israel until I, Deborah, arose. Arose a modern Israel. They chose new gods. Then there was war in the gates. Not a shield or spear was seen among 40,000 in Israel. My heart is with the rulers of Israel who offer themselves willingly with the people. Bless the Lord. Okay, let me go back quickly. From verse 6 on, verses 4 and 5 tells us how God gave them the victory in the battle that Israel had against the Canaanites during the rule of Deborah. But verses 6 through 8 sets the stage for what was going on at the time she was ruling. We are told, number one, that the highways were deserted and that the travelers walked along the byways. You know why? The highways were deserted because if you traveled on the common highways during that season, the Canaanites came and plundered the people, robbed them, stole from them. Therefore, the Israelites could not have a normal traveling agenda. They had to find other routes, byways, traveled through the jungles or the forest because of the oppression that was taking place during this particular time. So the highways were deserted, we are told. Secondly, we are told that the village life ceased. Why? Because number one, they couldn't travel by the, on the highways. And number two, even if they lived in their villages, the Canaanites and the enemies of Israel came into the villages and pillaged whatever they could find. So number one, they could not travel on the highways. Number two, the people in the villages ran away from the villages into the, uh, into the uh, refuge cities where they could have a little more protection. And then thirdly, we are told that in all of Israel, you could not find a shield or a spear. In other words, highways were deserted, village lights ceased, and number three now, you could not find arms or weapons of defense among the Israelites. So they were not only oppressed, the enemy made sure that they had no weapons to defend themselves or even attack the enemy. So they were in a totally, completely hopeless situation. And what did God do? He sent a woman. 
If there was going to be any hope in Israel, if anything was going to happen to turn the situation around, it would be through a woman whose name means a bee, who was number one, a prophetess, number two, a wife, number three, a judge. Oh, but if you read in Judges chapter five, in verse eight, even Deborah recognized that the strength of her ministry was not in her prophetic gifting. It was not in the fact that she was a wife, nor in the fact that she was a judge. You see here in Judges chapter 5 and verse 8, then, chose, then they, they chose new gods. No, no, no. Verse 7, I'm sorry. Verse 7. Village life ceased. It ceased in Israel until I, Deborah, arose. Arose a mother in Israel. She did not say arose a prophet in Israel. She did not say arose a judge in Israel. She did not say arose a wife in Israel. She herself understood that what gave her the credentials, the credibility, and the ability to engage in that season and to be the answer and the solution to the problems of Israel was the virtue that she carried as a mother. Why was this so important? You see, because as a mother... She understood that mothers are always on. You saw the job description that was just shown us on video. Mothers don't take a break. Mothers don't have a time off. Mothers don't have a vacation for mothering. Mothers don't take any more. They don't take any. They don't, they don't stop nursing. When babies need to be fed, mothers cannot say, you know what? I defy your feeding for another two days, another two hours, another two weeks. No. There is a nourishing ability that allowed Deborah to do something that in her time was otherwise impossible. She took, she undertook the nourishing, the motivation, the encouragement of an entire nation unto herself. That's why the Bible called her the mother in Israel. Another translation said, a mother for Israel. Why? Because mothers are always on. And so, because she was always on, she became in season, she became instant, in season, and out of season. And was able to lead and to encourage the leaders in Israel to get up and do something about the oppression that's taking place. And so for us this morning, I want to thank all the mothers in the house that in spite of what's happened, in spite of what's happening, in spite of what the enemy has planned for our children, and for our brothers, our sisters, our families, as long as our mothers are like a bee. What's the distinction about a bee? To those who are your friends, you are like a honeybee. And to those who are your enemies, you sting them like a bee. Either way, the bee is still working. It just depends on what style, whose sides you are on. Amen. That's the issue of Deborah. As far as the leaders of Israel, she was a honeybee to them, encouraging them with sweet words, with motivational words, to get them up to do something. And to the enemies, she was like a stinging bee. Because we are told that they went to battle and they crushed the enemy. Even though at that time, Israel had no weapons. Now, isn't that amazing? That without a weapon, you could not find a spear or a shield among 40,000 foot soldiers. None. And yet they had to go to battle. Imagine the kind of motivation that had to have come from her to get them to go, knowing that they had no weapons to go and fight a standing army of the enemy. But you know, when you read in Judges chapter 5, you see how God gave them the victory because the people they had to go fight were coming at them with chariots. What did God do? 
when you read the story in Judges chapter 5, in the first few verses before verse 7, the Bible said, God opened the heavens and rain came down like they've never seen before. And the chariots of the enemy were beginning to get stuck in the mud. So even though they had shadows coming against them, they could not move. They became standing ducks for the, for the people of God. And I'm saying that to you to say this morning, no matter what's coming against you, stop thinking about what you have in your hand, what you don't have. Remember that the Lord God is with you. And one with God is more than a majority. It does not matter what your enemy is carrying. As long as you are carrying the over God within you, you are more able to overcome whatever it is that the enemy has for you. Amen? The Bible teaches us that mothers are always on. And because they are always on, they have something that the enemy does not have. Amen? All of us, even though today we are celebrating Mother's Day, all of us, to some degree, have an element of that in all of us. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, in verse, uh, I believe verse 7, Paul was teaching and he talked about how he, along with his partner apostles, were like nursing mothers, gently nourishing the church at Thessalonica to strength. And again, God, in Isaiah chapter 66, makes it clear that as a mother comforts a child, even so God comforts us. So even though we are celebrating Mother's Day, I don't want our fathers to be excluded from the fact that all of us together are called into the nourishment or nourishing of our children and relationships that God has placed around us. Amen? We all can be a honeybee and we all can be a stinging bee depending on what God calls for at the particular time. Amen? Mothers are always on. And because we are always, they're always on, we can always take on anything God wants for us and we are assured of the victory in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen? Happy Mother's Day. Now we're going to pray. This is like coffee. Hot, black, and quick. Amen. But you got the message. Mothers are always on. We need to be always on. We need to always be instant in season and out of season. There's no resting time as in cessation from work. There's no, there's no allowing the enemy to overtake us. We must be instant in season and out of season. Always be ready to defend the faith that God has given us. Amen. If you just trust your feet. And I want to pray for all the mothers in the house. And as we do so, I just want to leave this word of encouragement. There are, more, there are, so, there are many different degrees of mothers in the house this morning or this afternoon. There are young mothers who is just carrying their first child. There are mothers that have gone beyond child number one, they're in two and three. And then there are mothers who've raised adults. And by prophetic declaration this morning, there are mothers that are yet to be mothers. There are mothers here this morning who through the dealings of life have made grievous mistakes. And enemies, enemies wear you out and tell you that because you did this and do that, you are not worthy. 
For those people, I have good news for you. I cannot get into all the passage, but I just want to set it up so you understand when we're praying, so you can receive it. When Lanning was praying this morning, he told us that most of Proverbs written by Solomon as a direct instruction given to him by his father and by his mother. It's true. The most popular chapter in the entire book of Proverbs, Proverbs 31, that describes the virtuous woman, was given to Solomon as an instruction from his mother Bathsheba. Think about that. At the mention of that name, Bathsheba, in fact, I don't know, is anybody here this morning called Bathsheba? Nobody. Nobody's going to name their child Bathsheba. Because Bathsheba, at one point, made a grievous mistake in her life. In 2 Samuel chapter 11, she was the one that fell into an adulterous relationship with David. And from that day forward, her life did not remain the same. That relationship led to the death of her husband, Uriah the Hittite. From that one night encounter, she became pregnant. And you may be here this morning and say, well, you know what? I've become pregnant out of wedlock. I've done this. I've done that. I'm saying to you this morning, there's redemption for you. God did not allow that young man to leave. But to show you the redemptive ability of God, even though David had many other sons, and any of them could have been eligible to become the next king, God, in wanting to redeem Bathsheba's reputation, made her get pregnant again. And gave birth to Solomon, whose name means the beloved one. And it was upon him that God said, David, this will be the one that will succeed you. The child of a so-called relationship that we will not consider legitimate. Whatever has happened to you, I'm saying to you this afternoon, God has the ability to turn it around for your good. And that's what we're going to agree upon. That whatever journey you've been, wherever you've been, whatever's happened in your life, that God is going to take that mess and make it a message. Because that's exactly what we read in Proverbs 31. The life that was a mess in 2 Samuel 11 became a message that is speaking even till this day to generations. But Siba had learned her lesson. And in learning the lesson, when you read Proverbs 31, the first nine verses, is, she said to Solomon three things. Number one, Solomon, watch out for strange women. Because strange women have the ability to make kings fall. How did she know that? She was a strange woman that caused David to fall. Number two, David, uh, Solomon, watch out for strong drink. It will affect your judgment. You will not be able to think straight. You will make wrong decisions. And number three, Solomon, take care 
of the poor and the needy. But Solomon did not listen to any of those three things initially at the beginning of his reign. Again, to show you God's redemption, Solomon married a thousand wives. One thousand. If he had one every day for each day of the, of, of the week, he wouldn't see that person again for another three years. Some of you men are laughing. You are liking that. I'd I, I, I like to have that today. No, you can't. We are living under grace. And when you read Ecclesiastes, you see that Solomon did not take the mother's advice about wine. He, was, he drank like crazy. And of course, did not take care of the poor. But look at what God did. The book of Ecclesiastes means the preacher. After Solomon had lived a righteous life for so long, at the end of the day, his eyes opened. And the instruction of his mother that he did not pay heed to for so long, he now came back and said, you know what? Everything under heaven is vanity. He became a preacher. What am I saying to us? Mothers, don't stop instructing your children. They may not listen today. They may not obey you tomorrow. But the Bible says, Solomon wrote it, Proverbs 22 verse 6, train up a child anywhere that they should go. When he's old, he shall not depart from it. He may not do it now. It will not happen today, tomorrow, next month, next year. But what I'm saying to you is, in time, it will come to pass. Bathsheba's name means the daughter, the seventh daughter, which means perfection. When we first met her in the scripture, Second Samuel 11, she was not perfect. But by the time she died, she had been perfected. And so now we're going to pray that whatever failures we've had, whatever misadventures has taken place, whatever things have wronged us, that today on this Mother's Day, that God will remove, cancel, eliminate all of those things in our life, that we will replace the garments, the, 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 yes, the, the garments of mourning with the garments of praise. We will put on beautiful ashes and everything that the caterpillar has stolen, the cankerworm has stolen, and the permaworm has stolen, that God is able to restore them all in the name of Jesus. So now right there where you are, just lift up your hands before God. Father God, this afternoon we thank you for our mothers, those that are already mothers and those that expect to be mothers, every woman whom you have created and given the ability to bear children, we thank you for each one of them. We take a moment, a pause to thank you because they are always on the maternal instinct to nurse, to nurture, to encourage, to motivate that you've placed within them. God, that you activate it no matter how young and no matter how old, even right now in the name of Jesus, thanking you for their life, their health, and their strength. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for those who have born children, that they will eat the, uh, the delight and the pleasure from your children's life in the name of Jesus, that their children, as we read in Proverbs 31, we will call them blessed in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, for the ability to train up their children in the way that they should go, that when they grow old, they will not depart from it. We thank you that your word in their mouth 
shall give direction, shall give instruction and blessings upon their children. In the name of Jesus, we are canceling right now every mistake they have made. They will not live under the guilt or the shame of any misadventure. We cancel the lies of the enemies over their life in the name of Jesus. We thank you because we know that there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who works not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And so God, in the name of Jesus, we call our mothers blessed. We thank you, Lord God, for the strength, for the ability that you've given them to continue to mother. And Father God, for those who are believing God to enter into motherhood, Lord God, you spoke in your word that there shall be none barren among us. And so, Lord, we take authority in that area right now, in the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter how long it takes, we are standing upon the integrity of the word of God, which you've given us, and we know that your word can never fail. In Jesus' name, we are receiving your word for our sisters, our mothers, and we're thanking you that in this season, they will celebrate a time of joy and a time of giving birth in the name of Jesus. We call it forth now. We receive it Lord. We believe it Lord. We thank you for it Father God. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Lord God. Thank you Lord God. Thank you Father God. Oh we receive the son of joy. 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 In the name of Jesus. Thank you for the garments of praise. Beautiful ashes Lord God. In the name of Jesus. We are not denied. We know that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above that which you are able to think or ask according to the power of God. That's a walk. Let me just pause to say this while, while I pray this prayer. This is for someone here. My friend. She's been married now close to 15 years. And I've never had any children. And I've been trying for 15 years. Just Two, three months ago, his wife just became pregnant. As we speak, she not only became pregnant, but she's carrying twins. So all of a sudden, the so-called barren is going to bring forth double. And I'm saying that to say this to you, whoever you are. The same God that did that is the same God that will do this. And so, Father, we are thanking you now in advance as we receive the favor of God, the power of God, the ability of God to turn our captivity around, to change our situation, to bring joy into a situation that has been barren. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord God, because you are making us to be fruitful in the land. And we rejoice at it and we bless your name for it. Thank you, Father God, because you are a great God. We receive that now. And we bless you for it, Lord. In the mighty, majestic name of your son, Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our God is good and all of the time, praise the Lord. A very, very happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers again. Hallelujah. It is time for us to honor the Lord with our possessions. If you did not get 
an opportunity to give God of your substance during the worship time, uh, we want to give you that opportunity now, even as we pray over all of our offerings. Amen? Amen. If you're writing a check, make it out to Wald Outreach Church for All Nations, W-O-C-F-A-N, Wokfan. And we just want to pray and give God thanks over all of our offerings. Father, we just want to thank you this afternoon, Lord. Lord, you are the very one who blesses us with all heavenly blessings, Father Lord. We thank you for your provision for each and every one of us. Even on this day as we celebrate our mothers, Father Lord, we thank you because you are the multi-breasted one. You are always about our nourishment. Father, we thank you for never leaving us nor forsaking us, Father Lord. As we come this afternoon to give of that which you have given to us, Father Lord, we just want to bless you. We thank you for who you are. We pray, Lord Jesus, that as we give this afternoon, we give cheerfully, we give joyfully unto you, Father Lord, that your kingdom may be advanced here on earth. Father, it is you, Father Lord, who teaches us to prosper so that your kingdom here on earth may be established and may grow. Father, we pray, Lord Jesus, that every one of us, Father Lord, will not have any lack in our homes or in our lives. Father Lord, I thank you for each and every one of us that as we trust you for one thing or the other, Lord, that you, by your riches in glory through Christ Jesus, are meeting every one of our needs. We just want to give you praise. We give you glory, honor, and adoration, Father, even as we pray with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Please follow the directions of the ushers as the praise team leads us in our offering time. Hallelujah. You are my God. There is no other. You stand alone as Lord of all, giver of life, peace, and prosperity, Lord. You are Lord of my life belongs to you. My life belongs to you. My life belongs to you. My life belongs to you, Lord. My life belongs to you. My life belongs to you. My life belongs to you. My life belongs to you, Lord. My life belongs to you. Oh my life.
Hallelujah. 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 We're getting ready to go, but I just want to remind us of a couple of announcements earlier made by uh, Pastor Sammy Badaki. The Vacation Bible School, uh, the registration closes on, I believe it's the 25th of May. Is that correct? Yes. The 25th of May and Vacation Bible School is from June 9th to the 13th. June 9th through the 13th. Okay, and we still need volunteers. Uh, we still do need volunteers to uh, really be able to minister to all of our children during that week. Amen. God bless you as you volunteer yourself to be of service to our leaders of the next generation. Amen. Hallelujah. Also, next week, Sunday, what are we having? Oh, thank you, Pastor Mary. Pastor Mary is the only one that knows. Next week, you know, a lot of times we've been, we've been getting a lot of teachings 